<clears throat> Hello, good people. My name is 4KJ. This is the For the Stress Podcast. How are you good folks doing? I am joined always by my good brother, Frankie Metals, a.k.a. El Capitan, a.k.a. El Cap, a.k.a. Caps Lock, a.k.a. The Backwood Ninja, a.k.a. The Left, a.k.a. The Savior, a.k.a. Texas Frankie, a.k.a. The Getaway Driver, a.k.a. The Savior, a.k.a. Swamp Thing. How are you, beloved? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. That, you know, that's a ritual now. That's a ritual now. You always got to start the show with that. You know, a little ASMR. Good, good, good. Here we go, here we go, here we go Glad to hear it, glad to see you, good brother Church announcements Follow the show on everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals You can follow a celestial goddess on IG for your holistic healing You can follow at SoWhatGameCO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stress podcast.com powered by Stay Cozy Studios. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend or tell a motherfucker friend and all that good shit like that there. Now, we good? Alright. Now, now, now. We ain't gonna play no games. We're gonna get right to it. Get right to it. We have an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. This is a fake drum roll right there. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. We got to build up the suspense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Myself, 4KJ. My He's having another baby, nah, everybody. Don't Congratulations. Do Yo, don't even wish that on me, bro. What the hell? What? I just wanted to see the blood pressure go I was about to knock this mic over and run out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? You was going to storm out. What the hell? Bro, you know it's $300,000 to raise a kid in America right now? Are you trying to wish that on me? I thought it was good news, my bad. <laughs> I am not. I repeat, I am not having any more children <laughs> none at all factory is uh factory is closed so shut down away. actually the property is sold okay damn they turned it into fucking condos it's, it's, it's a parking lot now <laughs> so <laughs> like that that building is closed run down destitute all that ain't nothing happening over there mm. the, the soil has dried up mm. no no hell no okay so do not let Frankie out here trying to start rumors and shit. <laughs> wow, son. That did raise my blood pressure to <laughs> shit. Bit, right? I got nervous like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> the fuck do you know that I don't? Mm-hmm. Anywho. Mm. I gotta get myself together. <laughs> you gotta compose. I gotta compose myself. Frankie just threw me the fuck off with all of that. The real announcement... Why am I nervous? Why am I nervous? What the fuck is happening? You're excited. You're excited. (laughs) 
I proudly present myself, 4KJ, Frankie Metals, um, for the Stress Podcast, the Dojo JC. We are proud to announce we're throwing a five-year anniversary show for our podcast. You hear me? You hear me? We are throwing a live show to celebrate our five-year anniversary on um let me give you the deets first let's get, let's get the deets out the way so you know can, it's not another joke yeah so you know it's not another joke okay friday september 30th at 8 p.m put this in your calendar right now right here in jersey city at the jersey city theater center downtown it's right behind barcade with throwing a live show okay mm. this is not a joke this is not a game this is not a drill it's actually happening okay um shout out to the jersey city theater center for allowing us to throw this event to commemorate or commiserate excuse me our uh, fifth year of doing this podcast um i, I our actual anniversary is on September 26th, but we will be celebrating on Friday, September 30th, down at Jersey City Arts Theater. By the time this comes out, the flyer should be out. Um, tickets will be available on the Jersey City Theater Center website. Go there, get your tickets. If you can't um, attend for whatever reason we got beef but you can also donate we will have a donate option probably in a bio somewhere you'll see it I'm, I'm still working all that out but how much is it the tickets are $20 $20 for children for children, for children. bring your baby bring them dressed smelling good okay <laughs> it's a big day it's like church you're gonna meet the priests, right? I don't. I don't know if you should. I don't know if you should bring your children. Children are welcome. Oh, yeah. I don't it's know. If drinking. You it's a drinking establishment. So they like, don't serve juice. Yeah, I, I don't know if you should bring your children. This this may not be an event that is uh, suitable for children. But follow up with your babysitter uh, throughout after the show. Yeah, like you know, uh, coordinate with your babysitter right now. You know, you got enough time. You got like another two to three weeks. Um, so we will have food, light refreshments, maybe a little bit of sangria. We will have performances. We will have a DJ. We have vendors. You can buy some merch finally, so y'all can leave me alone mm. about merch. And then you'll get to see me and Frankie do our thing live in front of you. Okay. I um Yeah man this this is really happening. It's really happening. I told Frankie we was doing this maybe like a month or two ago. And he was like keep a secret. We had to, we had to keep a secret. I I've, I've been working like if I if I've been low on social media or not really been tweeting or posting as much as I normally do it's cuz I've been working on this. You know, organizing this, putting all the moving pieces together. And I am happy to say that, you know, this thing is happening. 
So please come out if you want to. If you would like to sponsor the live event, DM me, send me an email. Um, we could do business. Let's talk. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? We got sponsorship packages depending on your budget. We could work with everybody. So if you would like to be a sponsor for the live show, please contact me immediately. Cause uh, thankfully we have a few people reaching out already. So please hit me up. But very excited, man. Very fucking excited. It's um. I hope you're all ready. I hope you're all ready with questions and things like that because after that it's over <laughs> get it in in front of me and then don't hit me up online with dumb shit yeah so for those of you who've always wanted to see frankie in person and ask him a myriad of things that he says on on the show this is your opportunity okay we will have a q a segment so you get to ask frankie whatever you want to ask him I'll answer almost 60% of almost any and all questions. Right. Anything else, please don't get too disrespectful because you will be removed from the premises. But my shit is is packed to go quickly. <laughs> you ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it, it should be a great time. Um, I'm hoping to see all of you. So please, like, pull up, show out. Come dressed to impress. Like, we're going to have a good time, man. We're going to have a good time. I'm, um, if you can't tell from my, my, my tone, I am very, very excited. It's, it's, it's a lot of work that's this is been. how he usually deals with his uh, yeah, excitement. I'm very even kill. But I am very, very excited. You know, so just pull up. And have a good time, man. It's, it's, um. Like, I was telling people close to me, like, I don't think all of this is going to hit until maybe, like, a week after. Right. Like Because it's, you're responsible for so much. Yeah, so it's like, I'm not really, like, like, I know it's happening, but it's like, I don't... It's like planning a wedding. Right. And then the wedding happens, and then afterwards, you're like, yo, that shit was lit. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to... texting everybody, the DJ will thank you again. You know, it was so dope. You know, next time just keep your shirt on. You know, during your performances, that's it. It's all like just afterthought. You know, it was cool then though, but my mom didn't appreciate it. So. Yeah, don't yeah don't come in here crazy taking your shirt off. Don't do nothing wild. Um, but yeah, man, this is is five years, bro. Five years. In a couple of weeks, we will we will officially be five years old, and um. 240 what this is 242 240 yeah, 242. this is 242 episodes that we've been doing this week in and week out um thank you to all of the listeners all of the guests anybody that sends encouraging words anybody that shares it tells a friend to tell a friend like this is the opportunity for for us to all come together and just celebrate this thing that we've built and i'm looking forward to seeing all of y'all man yeah yeah thank you guys but let's be real for a second let's okay. thank you 4k because without <laughs> you there would be no them they wouldn't be interested in shit so you're the one who's come here every 
Saturday for years, five years gonna make. That's serious. That's like church. You are devout for the stress, sir. You know, you're a devout for the what was it that we were gonna call them anyway? For the stressies, what was stressors. it? Stressors. Stressors. You're a devout stressor. You sir, are a devout stressor, so thank you mm. for finding your way to release stress and then having everybody else just catch on. Bro, you know, you know what's crazy, and I had this thought earlier this week. Doing this for five years, right? And I feel like I'm just getting started. Uh. I don't know if that's cliche to say. Nah, it's, it's, it's but, the truth. But I really feel like this is only the beginning. Like, right now is when shit starts for real. We've been putting in the groundwork, doing what we need to do, putting the pain in, coming here, talking shit, being informative, doing everything we can to make sure our city is informed, make sure people who live outside of the city are informed about what's going on here trying to provide solutions and have thought-provoking conversations and like we just try to talk our talk and now in front of a mic yeah and now that we're here it's just like okay now i feel like the fun starts you know what i'm saying so like well we mastered it doing it just me and you Mm-hmm. And then we started allowing other people, and then we realized we could do it with other people. So right. We tried our hand at a couple of different people in those five years, yeah. a lot of different bags, if you will. Yeah, we we we've had a lot of different guests. We've had because you know I have a lot of different interests. Frankie has a lot of different interests, and the guests tend to reflect that, you know. So they bring out different sides myself different sides of Frankie um things that we like to champion things we would like to know more about so I would like to thank all of the guests who's ever um came here into the dojo and just sat with us and just kicked it and had a great time thank you Frankie for just doing what you do every single week you know what I'm saying it's, 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 it's nothing what am I doing I smoke a cigar I smoke weed <laughs> I listen to you you're welcome but yeah it's cool nah it's man nah man it's, it's been a um like I said it just feels surreal bro it feels surreal that yeah pinch yourself pinch yourself oh, let me see yep I'm still here still mad happy still mad happy bro like I said that's energy that's all that is now yeah like it's, you know, it's I'm just gonna use that energy into a, a wheel I, I will say, bro, I don't know if if we do another live show after this, I'm not organizing this shit ever again. This shit is a lot. <laughs> this shit is a lot. <laughs> Maybe by uh by then you'll have people to do it for you. Yeah, like I'm I I'm just put the word out. You're just putting the word I'm speaking into the universe, like, you know. We'll have employees and shit that I can uh delegate. To do these types of things though i don't have to you know what i'm saying but for the first time out because we had our one we had a one-year anniversary yeah we did at the old studio mm-hmm. shout out for all of you who remember and came out to that shout out to all of you even that was a good time that was a good time we had a good time um and that was our one-year anniversary and even then it was like <clears throat> shit we've been doing this for a year already god damn yeah. 
Yeah. It was good. We had to have that first one. Because that first one meant a lot where it was at, too. Uh-huh. You know, for those that don't know, it was on uh, Grant and Myrtle. Uh-huh. Right on half. Right. It was very busy, populated. <laughs> that's that's a location, an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's that's a fucking understatement. Shit. But it was uh it was where where we was in the trap, you know, when they say he wasn't with me shooting in the gym. No, we well, was that a, was the gym. You, listen, for those of you who came to the old studio, the old studio was in the goddamn trenches. You understand? Like oh, that the old studio was like and I was a little comandante out there. A little for bit. A little three, bit. Four years, yeah. The, the old studio was like, yo, I have to meet you outside so mm-hmm. you could come in safely. Oh, I was good. The hood brought them to me. No, no, no. They'd but... be like, yo, this guy with the mohawk and studs on his leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, Frankie, we know he's here for you. Yeah, but even when I was like having guests yeah. and they'll call me, be like, uh, you sure this is the address? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming outside right now. But it's so busy. Yeah. Yeah, like you see me waving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm right here. Just park right here. Like, bro, like, look, your cars be fine. I'm gonna meet you outside. Don't worry about the dudes on the corner. You're fine. On every corner, ignore <laughs> the guys on every corner. On every single corner, because there's a guy or multiple guys on every corner. <laughs> and it's and where the studio was is four corners, and there would be like six dudes on every single on every single corner. And shit will pop off in the middle. In the middle. Where. The was, entrance to the store was right, right in front of the entrance. Right, and and either myself or Frankie would be like, no, 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 come in, you good. Right, don't, just ignore them. I know it seems. No, no, yeah, just yeah, don't worry about them. They're good. They about to leave, right, guys? You about to yeah. leave, right? <laughs> yeah, finish that. All right, finish that exchange real quick, man, because I got business. To exactly. Don't you're scaring the customers. You're, you're scaring the customers. You're scaring my custies. Yeah, like, so yeah, that if if you've ever been to the old studio. On between Grant and Myrtle on MLK, like yeah, you are real, real. You're a trooper. Dead ass. You're a trooper, cause that was oh, dead ass. That was a wild. Because time. the gentleman that I'm talking about in my my heart and mind right now was in a wheelchair selling crack. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. We, we're not gonna say his name. Oh no, not at all. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm letting you know. I'm trying to make you understand a picture of when we talking about in the trenches. That shit really mean in the motherfucking trenches. We was in we was in the heart of the heart of the heart of um the activity. You know what I'm saying? Like that area is where you read about most of the things happening. And we were right there building this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not there anymore. God bless the old studio. You know, we're in a much safer location now. <laughs> uh, more private. More private. More one more safe, one. more safe location now. So you don't have to worry about too much activity. But like... Over here, it's more of a... Yeah, listen, when you pull up, blink your headlights three times. <laughs> you're going to see the door open. Yeah, it's much, it's much safer over here. It's private. It's secluded. So you don't have to worry about too much. But even being here, we've had great guests come through here. So I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, man, five fucking years, bro. Five years we've been doing this thing. Five years and we're here. Five years and we're here. You know what I'm saying? So like, come kick it with us, man. Friday, September 30th. Doors open at 8 p.m. promptly. Okay? 
You're going to see the promo. I'm going to be harassing y'all with the flyer. I'm going to harassing y'all with reminders. Again, the the tickets should be on the website, on the uh, Jersey City Theater Center's website. Within By the time this episode comes out, hopefully, but it'll definitely be up. It'll definitely be up before next week. So you can copy your tickets. Again, come dress to impress. Come like think of it like a like like a like a prom or some shit. You know what I'm saying? A reunion. A reunion. Yes. Like a like a family cookout. You come you you're coming to kick it with your family members you haven't seen in a long time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm very cousins are there and you might get clowned. Yeah, so like it's it's gonna be a great time. Um I'm very excited. The entire and I designed it in a way to every where everything is local. You know what I'm saying? The food is from a local re- restaurant. The performers are local artists that you know and love. There, Jersey they, City. You know what I'm saying? The DJ is a local popular DJ that you all know and love. And then you got us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm I'm, I'm keeping it very very Jersey City, just to kind of show the strength and unity and. All of the things that we love and promote. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. September fucking 30th, bro. For the stress, five year anniversary live show. Be there, be square. I don't want none of y'all hitting me today. Yo, bro, I don't, I don't want to hit none of that. I don't want to hit none of that. Because I gave you ample time to be there. And even, like I said, if you can't buy a ticket, Donate. I don't want to hear shit if it's sold out and y'all like, yo, 4K, I'm trying to do it. Bro, you better donate. Order some merch or something. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Y'all have ample time. Get your outfits together. All that. Yeah, I'm going to match this with that. Yeah. Yeah, do that now. Yeah, do that now. Lay out your outfit for the show right now. Like it's the first day of school. Put it, iron it, put it out on the bed, hang it in the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you got and everything. Sneakers, socks, underneath the... All that. Down to your drawers. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited to see all of you. I know Frankie's excited to see all of you. Kano would not be there because uh, animals are not allowed inside the premises. So, if those of you who are coming to see Kano, um, you have to organize something different. But, I'll tell you what. I'll take, I'll take an image of you... I'll take a video of you saying hello to Kano. I'll play it for him. There you go. He'll love that. Yeah, he, he watches. He sleep now, but he'll love that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Five fucking years, bro. Five years. Hmm. I'll pop shit after. I'm not going to pop shit now. I'll oh, yeah, yeah, you know. I'll pop shit after. Right now is is is. He just made the announcement. Yeah, it's just the fight. You the, know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. I wait it's to afterwards. Time it's not you're time have yet. Plenty of time building up. To oh talk yeah, plenty. yeah, yeah. I'll talk plenty afterwards, but you know, I just want to give y'all the announcement. Right. You know, cause I need y'all to be as excited as I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this has been a long time in the making, so I'll pop on my shit afterwards. All right. Again, Friday, September 30th, 9:30. Is the date 8 p.m. is the time? J 
Jersey City Theater Center. Tickets will be available very fucking soon. So please, again, be there, be square. This is only the beginning, beloved. You dig? All right, cool. Um, they get us some local shit now. Uh, there's not too much happening on the local scene. I mean, I mean, shit is happening, but it's nothing of like the utmost importance. Like, shout out to all the people who are still um trying to get Councilwoman Skirt Skirt to resign. They still going hard on the streets. They actually had like a bike ride around City Hall. Like with like bullhorns calling for her resignation, which was kind of dope. <laughs> I thought it was kind of dope. Just to circle around, to bike around City Hall with the bullhorns. <laughs> right. Resign, resign, did you, right. re, the, you know what I mean? So, and you don't even got to waste gas. You don't have to waste gas. And it's safe. So you're, you're, you're fighting for the people and you're fighting for the and environment. And you're being heard. And you're being heard. So shout out to all the, the, the people who did that. Um, I think there's some more, I don't know whether it's demonstrations or presentations. I don't know the proper term for it, but it should be some more stuff coming in the upcoming weeks. You know, people are trying to keep the pressure on. So shout out to all of them. Um, I know the, uh, the city, the local government is trying to like, to local governments or some shit like I wish I shut the fuck up. Uh, like oh, they well. they they're trying to like keep this like all right can y'all please stop talking about this shit please because it's like it's like over a month now y'all still talking about this shit no motherfucker no, we not gonna the, stop kinda the, that's that's kinda the, the point. point yeah we not stopping we not stopping so but yeah the local government is just like can y'all just it's shootings can we talk about the shootings like. <laughs> We always talk about the shootings. Don't worry, there'll be new ones next week. Exactly. We don't have to worry about the shooting. There's crime happening. Yeah, and they're locked up, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the point. So, like, so, yeah. So, no, nobody's stopping. Um, so, yeah, so shout out to the people keeping the pressure on. Um, Amy DeGis, you, you, you're not going to know any peace. Bars. You're not going to know any peace until you walk away. I promise you. All right. But, um... A good thing that did happen that I saw. So apparently the city has this program called Jersey City Golden Neighborhood Housing Program. Right. So this program is for Jersey City residents and it is educating them, giving them the opportunity to achieve ownership of a house or even rent an apartment right here in our fair city. So. You can apply uh, uh, applications opened on September 1st and they're going all the way to November 1st, 2022. Um, the requirements are you can't have owned a home within the last three years and you have to have a minimum credit score of 660. So if you meet those requirements, you go to the uh, jerseycity.com gov website and you apply there and i think they're giving up to like 150,000 and a good thing about this is these are just grants so it's like it's not like a loan that you have to pay back so they're educating people who want to so this is for all low and moderate income people so if you live in jersey city and you know we all know how expensive the rent is here and 
I know a lot of us don't want to move to another city. We love our city. We want to stay here. So this is a very good opportunity for those people who, if you meet those requirements to apply for this program and to potentially get a home or even an apartment, you know what I'm saying? And you will get the money to move in there. So if you meet those requirements, please fill out this form. This is a very, very good thing. Um, you know, I... You know, we we will slander local government when they do fuck shit, but we will give them credit where credit is due. So this is a very, very good program in the midst of all the gentrification, in the midst of all of the developers coming in with high ass rent and luxury condos and all of that. So this is an opportunity for our citizens to kind of get in where they could fit in. You know what I'm saying? So. Shout out to the city for doing that again. It's called the Jersey City Golden Housing Neighborhood Housing Program. You know what I'm saying? So Google that uh, or go to the Jersey City government website. Whatever you got to do. Because this is a good opportunity and I don't want this to pass any of us by. So shout out to Jersey City for that, man. That's good. That's good. So that was some good news. I was like, all right, this is dope. This is cool. Really? We all need um help is help is good. Help is good. You know, there's not a lot of opportunities where we have good news. So I like to highlight that whenever we have it. So again, shout out to the shout out to the government for shout out to the local government for doing this for its citizens because we do complain a lot that Y'all don't really do shit for us, but this is something for us. So, yeah, just don't fuck this up is what I'm saying. Local government, don't fuck this up. If this is supposed to be for low and moderate income people, let it be for them. Let all of the other people with higher incomes pay for those expensive ass condos. Let the people who need the help get the help. You know what I'm saying? So... Again, if you meet those requirements, go do that. Um, Also, uh, what the fuck? I forgot the date. But if you live in Ward A, our council person, Denise Ridley, that uh, I'm not going to say that because she's trying to do something good. She's doing a back to school like supply thing. You know what I'm saying? So if you live in Ward A, if you go, I think the address is 152 Danford. I believe go over there they're giving out book bags school supplies all types of good shit for the kids so if you know anyone in need that lives in Ward A go over there they're handing that stuff out so good for the kids school is starting very very soon I was out earlier today buying my little one some school stuff so like yeah go get your supplies man folders are not cheap anymore folders pencils erases all notebooks that shit is not cheap anymore unless you go to walmart and steal so i do support stealing from walmart not from target so much i tried to steal from target the other day and they had damn near secret service on my back because you know i think is uh densely populated allegedly 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 because you know i think i've i've said here on this program about my own self-checkout rules you know what i'm saying like i'm definitely the guy that will scan a fucking 
$50 item as like a, a bag of grapes or something. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. Because inflation, motherfucking economy's all fucked up. I'm going to get Listen, I got to get it. Okay? I got to get it. Understand but, that. But with Target, Target is more like, nah, that shit's not happening in Target. Security in the front, back, middle. Fam, in the self checkout, bro. There's a is a guy stand because you know I peeped the scene because yeah, I'm like I went in there for a few things. I'm like, all right, let me see if I could get something shaking. Nope. There was a camera right above. There was a guy standing at the door. There was a lady standing like directing the customers in, and then they had someone walking back and forth. I was like, oh y'all motherfuckers are not playing. Like, I can't even steal, like, a bag or something. I can't even put this pack of pencils in, in you're my... being looked at. I'm being looked at. Or you feel like you're being looked at. I know I'm being looked at. So, like, for those of you who are um, advocates from stealing from self-checkout, do that at Walmart, because they don't give a shit. Target, they care. And I feel like someone will tackle you if you try to stuff a pot down your pants or something. And Target got, like, a big parking lot. You're not going to get to your car right away. Nah, it's a stretch. And you know what? The Target employees seem to be more in shape. Oh no, they do this. Like they will run, they will hawk you down. You try to run to your car. No, it's a it's military boots on. Yeah, there's like a six foot two guy who's been waiting to chase somebody. Yeah, because he's doing lunges in the front. Yeah, he's doing like he's he's waiting for you to 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 bust a move, so he can tackle you. So like, don't do that at Target. You know what I'm saying? Like. Do it from Walmart. Walmart's better. Don't put me in a Best Buy era <laughs> either. Don't put me in a Best Buy. Nah, I get it shaking at the Best Buy. Don't... What? I'm not even going to snitch on myself, but I get it shaking at the Best Buy. Listen, Listen allegedly. man. Allegedly. 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 Because I don't need Best Buy Corporation hearing this and be like, hey, uh, yeah, so about that iPod. <laughs> external charger which, <laughs> that, which, yeah, that, that one terabyte thing you yeah. took <laughs> back in 2002 mm-hmm. like yeah we need that like yeah Best Buy is good for that because Best Buy love to talk it's true their employees like to talk mm-hmm. see at Walmart ain't nobody talking to you, you know? Walmart employees just don't really they're I, robots they don't really give a fuck right like they're just there to knock out their 8 hours and go home they don't care what you do and to, on a to a degree, I feel bad because it's like, damn, bro, I know you hate your job, but it's like you're making it easy for me to do what I need to do. Right, right. Target will complicate things a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. They're gonna ask you, oh, do you have a car? Or oh, you want to put your phone number? Or this is already too much dialogue. Already too much dialogue. Now Best Buy, they love to chit chat about anything. Mm-hmm. They just bored kids. Especially, you know, especially the uh, Geek Squad. Geek Squad. They all up in there too. Yeah, Geek Squad. They will talk you to yeah. death. So you know, one time I was in there. Yeah, I go. got a couple of little things. Okay. And uh, kids started asking me about the digital. Uh huh. Well, why am I getting it? So I just start talking to them. Meanwhile, I'm holding a external An- hard drive. Yeah. And uh, oh, and uh, uh, ex- external charger. Okay. So as he's talking and I'm laughing at his jokes, mm-hmm. I'm unpacking everything right in front of him. 
Yeah, he's he's not paying attention. Not at all. Not a clue. Because then, as soon as he take a, a look at my eyes, I'm asking him another question. Right. And then he start getting into his bag about what he knows. Right, right, right. And by that time, some of items are now a part of my purse. <laughs> There's no tag or nothing. I, it's already charging my phone. <laughs> Actually, these are mine already. I walked in with these. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> the fucking cardboard has been burnt away. Damn it's like, man. there's nothing here that proves that I actually took this off the shelf. So, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I came in with this. I came in. I woke up like this. I woke up like this. That's my. That's my. Uh, that's my story, and I'm, I'm sticking, sticking to, to it. it. Yeah, man. So, you know, you gotta get in when you fit in out here. I think times was hard. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? We're not advocating for anything. We're just sharing personal stories purely for entertainment purposes if the authorities are listening. So purely for entertainment purposes. Everything we said is facetious and fiction. <laughs> just, just dramatization. It's dramatization. <laughs> <laughs> Anything said in these stories are purely fictional. Yes. None of this has ever happened at all. The likeness, <laughs> the likeness of the characters involved in said stories. stories purely coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> These stories are not based on true events. Mm. Okay, so don't call loss prevention on us. No. I don't know yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with loss. <laughs> Oh shit, that is funny. Oh man, that reminds me of a. Uh, I ever told you my fight in K- about about my fight in Kmart? Nah. <sighs> a fight in Kmart. Not a fight in Kmart. So back. Shit on, would go down at a Kmart. Yo, listen. For those of you who remember the big K, mm. down on 440. You might run into somebody who need the hands. Kmart was a breeding ground for violence. So, back when I was, I had to be 18. I feel like I've shared this story before, but if you're new, I'll retell it. So back when I was a young lad, at, at the, at the uh, very bright-eyed age of 18, which seems so long ago, um, I used to do security down at Kmart. Oh, shit. Um, Shout-out to Securitas. Well, no, not shout-out to Securitas. Securitas. Fuck securitize. Fuck securitize. Fuck securitize, bro. God damn. I, I, I wish I remember my manager's name because he was a fucking bozo. Mm. But anywho. Yeah, the table's turn. I know, right? Fuck you. Oh, was it securitize? I don't remember the company I worked for. I don't know. But in any case, fuck securitize. Mm. So anywho, I used to do security down at Kmart because if, if anyone remembers, you know, Kmart was a very... uh active place for people walking out with things mm-hmm. and like big things mm-hmm. like niggas will walk out with like a whole bike mm-hmm. right off the rack mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and this is mine. like i'm i'll see you later thanks this, for holding this down bro. yeah i'm not like they'll walk right past the registers and walk right out the front door so they put security in there so my job was to you know just check receipts i, I ain't give a shit just as long as you had your receipt i don't care what right, you have right, in your right, hand right. So I was one of those security guards. I'm just telling, right? So my coworker at the time, 
little African dude. I can't remember his name. We always had like a little beef. Like, because for whatever reason, certain Africans look at black Americans a certain way. Like they have preconceived notions about us. Like they think we lazy. They think we all the stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you, America, for reinforcing those stereotypes that other races look at black people like we are those things. We are sometimes, but only if we are pushed. So let's say it like that. So anywho, I um so me and his me and his coworker, we we always had like a few words or whatever, right? On this particular day, <clears throat> I'm at the front and it's time for my break. So I radio to him in the back, like, yo, bro, I forgot his name. Like, hey, bro, I need to come on a break. It's time for my 15. Mm. So he says, all right, give me a minute. So I'm like, all right, cool. 20 minutes go by. Mm. You said you I, said a minute. I missed my whole break Two by now. Two minutes is understandable. 20. Two zero went by. Double digits. So I'm like, so I radio again. So I radio again, like, bro, like, you said you're going to be up in a minute. Like, I missed my break. I need to take a break. So I'll be there when I be there. Oh. Really? Huh. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? And for whatever reason, I was having a particularly bad day. Mm. I can't remember why, but I was... Yeah, you work you worked there with them, you know, and he I, fucking I was, trying to eat. I was in a particularly... He wasn't, ad, he wasn't helping. He was not helping at all. And I was already in a particularly bad mood. So he said when he said that I was just like, bet. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like that. <laughs> so I waited. Now, mind you, this is like an hour now. Uh-huh. So now I'm fuming. Forget it. You had many, plenty of time to marinate with these. It, like I'm, I'm sitting in my anger now. You have fajita sizzling on the way to the table. Yes, and I'm like, I had enough time to talk myself down, but nothing was working. So I see him strolling mm. back towards the front booth. Oh, you chilling? He's 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 like strolling. He's saying hi to other the all the mm-hmm. coworkers. Just very like Hello, nonchalant. nonchalant. Mm. Don't care. I don't even wait for him. There's there's like a customer service center, like the little I don't know if remember. It was like a big oval yeah. desk mm. they had. And then he walked past the waiter because he could, he, like, I'm staring dead at, at him. him. He know. He know what feeling. time it is. Yeah. So he makes a beeline to, like, towards the registers. He makes, like, a right towards the registers to kind of, like, take the long way to, like, uh, not, now you're, you really disrespecting uh-huh. me now. So I'm like, I bet. I put my radio down, take my little clip off, clip off, clip on, tie off. And I walk through the register and I walk uh-huh. around the registers. Yeah. Yeah, cut, cutting. I I cut him off yeah, immediately. Yeah. I don't get. He looks at me. He's like, "Yo, what's up? Uh, <laughs> what's up? That's what's up. That's left, what's up." Left hook. We get a shaking right then and there. Mm. All right. So you get a shaking. I think I get like two blows in. Good ones. That's it. I, the first one was good, and then I pushed him and I hit him again. And then loss prevention just popped out of the yeah, rafters. That's what they do, right? And then Somebody... broke and then broke it up, right? So obviously I get fired, mm. right? So 
two weeks later, I go down and pick up my check and I see the head loss prevention lady. And she's like, it's because my real name is Jaren. She's like, yo, Jaren, come in the back. I'm going to show you something. Go to the back. They're playing the video of the fight. Laughing. Laughing. They're like, yo, bro, we've been watching this for two weeks. We've been watching this shit for two weeks, bro. Like, they called me left hook and shit. Like, it, it, shit. it got out of control. So, um, we watched the video. We laughing and shit. Walk, I grab my check, walk out. He's walking in. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna walk. I'm, I'm gonna, why not? I'm gonna go right to him. Yeah. Walk up to him. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? What you all timid now for? You was tough as hell two weeks ago. What's up? I get there when I get there. All right. Yeah, like you told me, you know what I'm saying? You had all the time in the Let's world. Keep it real. You got slick. He's like, oh, all right, what's up, bro? I'm like, yeah, you good? Yeah. Like now you got all of a sudden you found all this all this respect all of a sudden. <laughs> what happened? You was tough as hell. But so yeah, so that was my fight in Walmart. That's not one of my proudest moments. It led to some consequences. It led to some consequences. Right. But you know, people be bringing it out of you when you earning a check, and that's one of the most despicable things I think, and bitch ass things you could do mm-hmm. because when you know. That that other person accountable differently than you, but you pull up to a person's job to come fuck with them. But meanwhile, I see you all the time in my neighborhood. Why couldn't you meet me on equal footing? Right. Now you gonna make me whoop your ass at in work. my job, and it's gonna cost me. It's my cost, job. yeah, it cost me my job. But I and you know I was much like I'm always impulsive. Like if we was in the street, he wouldn't talk like that because no, he know he would have caught them hands. No, not at all. But people who test that boundary of like, oh, let me talk shit now. You a bitch. You a bitch because you know that person is already under a specific level of duress. They thinking of their kids. They thinking of their rent. They right. thinking of mad shit. Right. And I and I wasn't. And in that moment, like I wasn't in a place where I thought about any of that. And and fuck it. There's always got to be one. It always it, listen. And I, let I, it I, be that one. I always tell people like everybody gets one. It. Everybody gets one. You get one chance. Everyone gets one chance to try to play. But. That I was 18, I was living a very different life. I was, my circumstances were were um, much more dangerous. You were still skinny. Yeah, I was very skinny. Very skinny. I was very skinny, and I was um. So he had that. He had that quick two piece. Yeah. Boop, that, boop. Yeah. So it was like I was running around. I think I was still running around in the street at that time. Yeah. So I I had a different mentality. So I'm just like, nah, we could get a shaking right here. Like, I don't care where we at. And that. Hey, respect to you, man. Not everybody does do that, but you know, you had to lay down the respect. Put some respect on your name. Yeah, like, I don't. And on my break. Yeah, on my break. Like, don't disrespect my break. You know what I'm saying? Put some respect on that break. I'm standing up for four or five hours at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like, treat me with some respect. But that that wasn't one of my finer moments. Like, <clears throat> I always look back at that. Like, even now, like, I think I saw someone I used to work with. I used to work with down there maybe, like, three years ago, and they brought that up. Like, yo, bro, you remember that time? Oh, shit. So, but, yeah, I don't know 
how we got there but yeah that was my story that was my story no i'm much better now i'm much calmer now i'm saying like i'm uh i'm still impulsive to a degree but not that level like he's not quick to put the hands on yeah i don't i don't that's always like a last 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 resort I'm, I'm, be- I'm, a, I'm a better communicator now Like I can I can Diffuse situations with my words Quicker than my hands Which I'm grateful for Because That type of response to things Doesn't Bode well Like that <laughs> Like that nigga. Like that Like that <laughs> I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you Because I was like that Nah yeah I don't I don't, I don't Yo, yo, all right. Let me let me get. That's funny. Um, to get introspective, right quick, right? I had a thought earlier, and I don't want I want to see what you how you feel about it. Cause like you know, we've both been in the street. We've both did our fair share of things in the street, and then we've kind of transitioned out of that. I I feel like my time in the street has kind of handicapped me a little bit you know what i'm saying like doing this now has given me purpose for the past five years of doing this has given me purpose has refocused me growing up essentially because when you're in the street and and i'm sure you can attest to this there's a very you have a very limited view like your goal is to survive get money make your home safe you know what i'm saying and while that mindset does equip you with certain skills to, you know, maneuver in the real world, I'm using air quotes. For me personally, I feel like it's, it's put it put a position on it put me in a position where I guess it kind of stunted my growth. Because now I'm learning about things that if I wasn't so focused on the street, I would have had a better um grasp of you know what i'm saying like i could understand how one might feel that way mm-hmm. being in that position but i i've learned that it's quite the opposite i feel like nobody can get in the way of god's plan and sometimes god's plan for us is like up over our heads we don't really see right. what the point of it all is but think of it this way if from the beginning you were able to apply for a job Mm-hmm. What if when they ask you what your qualifications are, that you were open mm-hmm. to write down the streets? <laughs> if you were open to I put mean, the qualifications that, that made you survive in the street, this is mm-hmm. just hypothetical. Yeah, of course. What if you could put what you do in the streets on your job application, but you don't because they don't give a fuck about that. They don't right. want to hear about that. They right. want to hear about the paperwork and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's still you're ignoring all my qualities. Mm-hmm. It's like slavery. Mm-hmm. You held me down for four hundred years, and now you letting me start. Yeah. So let's apply that to your lifespan. That's four hundred years. That's like a quarter of your situation mm-hmm. in the population. You mm-hmm. know. So now you're starting with fresh. Oh, I had to get this to prove right. this, and now nah, you had it the whole time. We can't ignore that. We rely on these things right. to even in the regular corporate life mm-hmm. survive because you know that you deal with people firstly in yeah. the street so when you're in the street you're you're 
you're in networking. Uh-huh. You know, you could be in, in helping. Uh-huh. Right? You could be in uh, a nurse. You know what I mean? Like helping people right. with their wounds and shit because you just learned this shit. Right. All of these things are qualities and attributes that make you an important person. However, we have to manifest that differently in the corporate structure. Mm, we right. have to like maybe look apart, kiss mm, ass. Right. We don't want to do these things. We already did too much. Right. And that's and that's kind of I think that's where my conflict is. Is that transition for me has been because the streets taught me how to talk. I learned how to communicate being mm-hmm. in the street. Because like you said, we deal with people out there. Right. So I got to learn how to talk to a liar. Mm-hmm. I got to learn how to talk to a manipulator. Right. I got to talk. I got to learn how to deal with the guy who's going to keep giving me excuses about why he can't give me my money. And some of these things aren't as serious to companies. Like a company might look at it as a loss of funds. We're looking at it like it's life and death. You know, like that shit really matter to us. And yeah. we're our only employee in the company. Every dollar counts. So like... So I think on that, but like, and I'm, and I'm saying like, I felt like it handicapped me to a degree because now I'm learning all these things about the business side of just trying to, you know, building what I'm building and the business side of it. And this all this shit is like foreign to me. Mm. Like I'm, I'm being exposed to things that I've had no clue of. Yeah. So now when I get new information or I'm in certain rooms now, I'm talking to different people and they're talking to me in a language that I don't understand immediately, but at that process, it, I have to relate it to something that I did in the street. Mm-hmm. So right. I, that's where I'm at now, where it's like taking taking all of these new experiences, being around all these corporate people with all this lingo and them talking certain things to me and saying things like... And then bringing them down in the layman's. Bringing so it down in the layman's. Anybody, yeah. So, and I think that's been my biggest thing. And I kind of like... I'm, I've been looking at it like okay I've learned certain things in the street and then when something clicks on the corporate side I'm like oh okay that's what that is I just this it's just the language is different it's the same thing right but the language is just different and that's what I'm learning now so now I'm looking at it like oh he's doing a filibuster oh right. he's just not shutting the fuck up right <laughs> right you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's like and that's what, and I think that's why I got so heavy into politics because I saw a lot of similarities there where it's like how they politicking in Congress or how they politicking in the City Hall is the same shit me is the same shit me and my homies did on the corner right it's just the language it's is different, different structural level yeah so like now I'm, I was now I'm looking at it like I don't regret it at all, but I guess I guess the point I'm getting to is um, what I felt like was a handicap was honestly, um, I guess, a blessing in disguise because everything that I know and why I'm here is because of my time in the street and. That's what make you strong at the end of the day because you got two feet to stand on. See, the thing about, like, the rich, rich-ass people, if you take out everything from under them... Yeah, they can't get it back. They won't, be, they won't know what to do. Like the movie with uh, 
Eddie Murphy. Oh, trading places. Swapped, right. Yeah. Where he switched places with a rich guy. Rich guy was in the hood. Yeah. He and he, what was that Dan Aykroyd? I think. Was it yes. Like? Yeah. He didn't know how to survive because he never experienced anything like that. So it's like I'm. 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 I think what I'm saying is I've learned to take the things that I've that I once viewed as weaknesses and realizing they are really strengths. You feel confident about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm becoming more confident in them because now I walk into a room, I'm comfortable with myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I walk into a room, people look at me like, because, you know, how I look how I look and they think, you know, they think I'm a street guy, which is somewhat accurate. Right. But now I have the knowledge to be like, okay, you're talking investment properties and fucking return on investments. All right, that's just mm-hmm. flipping. That's... Right. You know what I'm saying? Ringing up or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny. Like, I relate everything on the corporate business to drug terms. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've been able to, like... Follow and learn. Yeah. Follow and learn. Because it's the same... Because it's the we same shit. We reinvented the wheel. We did. Nah. We did. Somebody copied it from somebody who copied it from somebody. Because it works. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, as long as it works, they're going to keep getting better at it. Yeah. So, it's like... I've, um... I did question myself, like, yo... Did I put too much time into like bullshit and holding weapons and didn't really put the time into like learning about basic economics and basic business? And then now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, no, I did. It was just in a different way. I just have to re examine the experiences I had. Right. But if you didn't have those experiences, where would you be? Right. Right. So it's just like those things have. And that's what I've learned, like, recently. Like, these things have ultimately prepared me for yeah. what I'm about to do. That's right. So now it's like, okay, this shit is making sense now. Slowly but surely, this shit is making sense. So, I think, um... Yeah, shout out to the, shout out, shout out to the streets, man. The streets is, is... As much bullshit is out there, as much things that I don't agree with, as much shit as as um is harmful and dangering and life threatening to us out there, like there is, you do learn a lot if you know how to apply it correctly. You know what I'm saying so like, yeah man. I don't know. I was very reflective and introspective this week. I don't know why. I, I get Sometimes you gotta be. There's a week for that, cause then there's the week for partying. In the five year fucking anniversary that we got coming. Chitty so chitty bang bang. Perspective now. And yeah, we're gonna do it up in a couple weeks, you know what I mean? But um staying more introspective. I sent Frankie this video, right? Uh about so this woman, some Latino woman. I think she was Latino. I forgot what nationality she was. She was just speaking about how other Latinos are uh, essentially racist towards black people. And she was saying that a lot of Latinos are very quick to identify with whiteness or the white structure in, in, in our country to where, you know, Latinos come in, especially with like Trump and the all the rhetoric that he brought upon that was already there but he just put a voice behind it and 
she was saying how there are many Latinos who identify with that, who identify with treating black people as less than, and there are other minority groups, or even though I hate this term, people of color, whether it be Asians, whether it be Middle Eastern, Indian people, like, they look down at black people in this country. And I think it was just interesting that a presuming presumably Latino woman was kind of putting this on forefront because you and I have had these conversations before Frankie like you've you've shared personal experiences where there are other Latino people who are full-blown racist towards black people I've experienced it myself I just thought it was interesting that she was making this public because that's something in my experience that Latino people kind of like to keep on the hush like they like to front like they cool with black people and oh yeah we love you we love you and then they but behind closed doors but behind closed doors they calling you all types of names and shit and i thought that was interesting because um i've experienced that a lot with latino people especially living in this city i've experienced uh, growing up and all that shit because like i told like I, I told you like my freshman year at Dickinson, I had a fight with some Dominican dude because he spit on me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I've I've had experiences where, like, Egyptian people were, like, racist to me. Everyone, you know, it always depends on the family. And the family does bring a collective, you know, insight on what that culture of people might believe overall. But at the end of the day, it's about the household. Right. Mother and father. They will teach their kids what to believe in uh-huh. or how to see the world. Uh-huh. Not saying that they're going to turn out racist. Some of them don't, uh-huh. you know, just because they were raised that way. See, it depends on where you're from, too. This girl, I don't know where she's from, right? Uh, she could be in the boonies. Probably. For maybe. all I know. So she don't have the same perspective that I do on this particular subject. Uh-huh. But, yeah. To, there's some truth there it's just that it's very few and far in between from my knowledge of it because I've been like discriminated on racially for being too dark by a Spanish person uh-huh. mad Spanish people uh-huh. because you got different diaspora from the Puerto Rican right there's a lot of light skin uh-huh. right in there DR got a lot of dark skin but it got light skin uh-huh. Cuba got a lot of dark skin Got some light skin uh-huh. And it's about That repeating the structure uh-huh. It's about favoritism Mostly These people wouldn't really Freely believe this If it wasn't an incentive uh-huh. So in Cuba They treat people like That But Based off of what You associate with It's more of a political uh, Type of thing Like Oh if you fuck with This president You know Then you're gonna get some extra things uh-huh. that other people don't get like maybe we'll get your son out of jail you know we do some favors if you're rocking for the right team and in the united states they do this too and don't think that they're gonna allow people to come in to the united states without trying to kind of wash their brains Absolutely. first on what Absolutely. it is that they're gonna let you free and walk around and shit uh-huh. so they did have um videos and um different types of propaganda for people that were refugees making them think that the black man in, in America was dangerous yeah. and like all of these things before they came in. So now there's a, another thing there. See, in Cuba, 
you can't really fool certain people. Like in Cuba, you can't really fool a Cuban person on what they are. Uh-huh. So when they enter, Dominicans too, to some degree, depend on the parents uh-huh. because of that propaganda. But they're like, nah, we all black. Like, we just different types of black. That's all. I'm here uh-huh. to make money. This is the land of the money making. Right. But deep down, like it depends on our association. Like Puerto Ricans who do associate more to being light skinned. Uh-huh. But then you got the Puerto Rican that knows the history of Puerto Rico and knows that we all descendants from Africa. So what are we fucking talking about? It's yeah. all politics. It's yeah, it's really it, just more bullshit to be honest. It is. It is. Uh, and I, I do agree that is 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 a very divisive tactic. And this is old news too. This is just something that people have kept secret because, you know, not everybody knows until they know. Mm-hmm. So if they're at a party and shit and somebody starts talking a certain way, that's when you see like, oh shit, I didn't even know this person was like a bigot. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? You know, are you gonna expose yourself, you know, uh, if you see everybody's agreeing with them uh-huh. or you just won't stop fucking with them. And you know, that's, and you know why that's interesting as well. Cause I've been seeing a conversation online about Latinos and hip hop. And there's been like an ongoing debate about, you know, what, it, what is Latinos place in hip hop? What do they contribute? Can they say the N word? Do they go through the same struggles that we do? And my response even though I didn't say this publicly, I'll say it here. It's always they, Latinos were at the same park Cool Hurt was at. Like they was break dancing with black people. Like they've been there. Crazy Ma- legs. Malcolm X work with. Yeah, Puerto like they, they, uh, you know, revolutionary. People. Like yeah, they, they've been there. They've been there. So it's like that piece of it is always interesting because our history is so closely tied. But in in the midst of that that knot that we're in together where we do have the same struggle y'all just speak a different language there's still a, a subset of latino people who still look at us like uh-uh. and it's not really the latino people it's propaganda created by the government it's the government trying to infiltrate on that powerful union mm-hmm. because that's a powerful union why wouldn't you try to fuck that up if it it would hurt you yeah you know? because it, it it will be harder to control if the Latino community and the black community realize, all right, y'all might speak Spanish, but we go through the same shit. Right. So, so I, I have to agree with you, like, and now that you think about that propaganda, like, they smoke Martin for that mm-hmm. because they smoke Mountain mm-hmm. words. They smoke Malcolm for that because they were trying to get the Latino side. I think it was the Young Lords or some shit like that. Somebody will correct me. I think it was the young lords and then it was like the asian community and then even like poor white people we were all like hold on we're more like that yeah they're all they're the government is fucking all of us over so what the fuck are we mad at each other for and then they were introducing more and more of that propaganda to be like yo no the black people are bad right they're horrible people they're gonna steal from you they're gonna rape your women they're gonna and do the, basically all the propaganda they've been putting on Absolutely. since the kkk movies and fucking all these uh you know road signs and shit where yeah. it was just open racism open racism we come from a country that it was openly racist established to be this way and so now they got different methods of doing that without being so yeah. blatant and then what they try to do is just infiltrate people's families you know yeah. by putting propaganda and uh in front of them and then if they're weaker people they won't make a decision for themselves 
So there are weaker people in the world, but their vote matters. And guess what? That's all that counts. It doesn't matter whether they're weaker minded or stronger minded. They're going to vote towards whatever the propaganda led them to. Because it's more about math and not the truth. Nobody care about learning the truth. And with that being said, I think, you know, with the video that this young woman, or that this woman put out and just looking at, like you were saying, how people vote, especially like like Latino people, that, that propaganda is working so well because there are certain Latino people who will vote against their best interests just because of that propaganda. Like Trump was saying, you know, the Mexicans are going to come coming over to take your jobs and all this other shit. And then Mexican people was like, yeah, you're right. Mexican people are coming over. Like, yo, fam, you are Mexican. What the fuck are you talking about? And then that devolves into uh, the black people are, we don't want black people in our neighborhoods and shit like that. And I think what the, the solution I'm coming to is... I think we need more and more one-on-one interactions instead of reading so much about whatever the news says or whatever fucking Fox News or MSNBC or CNN is telling you because I think while there is divisiveness, while there are racist people out here, I feel like, especially in a city like ours, because we're so close together, you have no choice but to interact with each other. Like, you have no choice to get cool with the dude from the corner store who's Egyptian. And y'all shoot the shit, y'all talk, and now all of a sudden y'all from. the fuck? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, you, you, you talk to those people, and even, like, you get cool with, with the old Spanish dude who played dominoes on your block. You know what I'm saying? Jersey City is very tight. Yeah, like we have to get. You can't be a hater out here. You get rocked. You're gonna yeah, get your you, boots Because we're too like, like. So a lot of my family grew up down by Duncan Projects, right? My, my great grandmother had a house on Mallory, and my grandmother had a house next door to my great grandmother, and then the house to the left of us was a. Uh, West Indian family I think they was like Trinidadian or something mm. But they were like Fresh off the island mm-hmm. And After years Of just Knowing each other And our families Interacted We became families With them you Over there Eating chicken curry All that yeah, shit The yeah. goat was fantastic You know what I'm saying So I think In situations like that Especially here That's inevitable That you just You see People from other races Y'all coexist We coexist Why shouldn't why are we here then? Yeah, we got. Why is this our home then? You know, if we don't make the best out of, because Jersey City, I feel like you live like a king. You could eat from every part of the world. Absolutely. You just go outside. Now, we got our issues for we, sure, but we, there's some perks. Yeah. That go with it. For one, you got the whole world, an example of the whole world across the city. You know, you want a little bit of the Pakistan food. You go over there, you get the Pakistan food. Exactly. You want to get the. The, the falafel Yeah you got you know, that You from the gym, you Go get the falafel You want the Asian Yeah Cuisine The Korean Oh how about the Korean Barbecue with man. the Motherfucking Mexican Get L- the fuck up out listen, of here Listen man You talking You live language. like We live like kings So there are a lot of pluses You know um, Being uh, 
having your perception open to racial diversity mm-hmm. and what make us all we all the same yeah we're all we're literally all the same it's just our cultures might differ a little bit we we may approach things differently we have different practices and standards and principles or whatever but the core of us remain the same right and i think what puts us or puts our city like ours like any very densely populated city whether it's jersey city whether it's north new york yeah new york city you know what i'm saying like all these cultures have to interact with each other so you have to learn how to coexist and i think the problem is when you go out when you move out to the more rural places you go to fucking missouri or some or idaho and they don't see black people outside of tv that makes it a little more tricky because now they don't have any and most places are like that yeah most like they don't have any real life experience with people who don't look like them so they they are more susceptible to falling victim to whatever the news is saying they're more susceptible to being like oh black people are gonna rob you mexican people or spanish people gonna take your job like they're more susceptible to that goofy shit and none of it is true and i and then when i see these debates online it makes me more grateful that i grew up here because i was exposed to everything so early that i had to learn the difference between a sikh and a pakistani i had to learn the difference between cuban puerto rican and dominican you want to be respectful yeah i had to be respectful you want to be respected so therefore you want to you gotta you gotta give respect to get it so i had to learn like nah my man is from sudan he's not from we got a whole world out here. Yeah, right? we, is he not we from just Morocco? said something new. Let's be honest. Yeah. Jersey City is something new. It's been something new, and nobody ever gave a fuck about really acknowledging it. You know, they acknowledge it because they're capitalizing off of us mm-hmm. through gentrification and saying, "Hey, we made this." No, mm-hmm. y'all ain't make it. We made it. Yeah, we made are it. the people who made it. Yeah. And we're trying to move forward, right? And there's a lot of ways that we can see to move forward, but it is collaboration with that. Mm-hmm. But they're afraid to reach out and speak. Like, they only just starting to, oh, you know, maybe we should do it. Why? Because you're not getting all of that love like that yeah. the same way you want. Like, you want to be loved, too. Mm-hmm. But same with you. You want to get respect, you got to earn respect. So yeah. you got to get to know what's going on, you know, out here. And as far as, you know, the money that we could bring and the, the future that we could bring, I think that it sky's the limit. Like, Jersey City got too much talent to be ignored. Yeah, I think that collaboration that you were talking about just, and I see that happening in spurts where more people from one side of town are like, you know what, let me go fuck with what's yeah, going on yeah. on the other side of town. Or people from my side of town be like, let me go fuck what's going on downtown. Let me see what's happening down there. Yeah. So I think that collaboration is is a, it's a very hopeful sign to me that, you know, we can overcome these constant cycles of propaganda that keep us divided you know uh-huh. what I'm saying so you know community that's what we that's what we preach here fucking community community and communication community and communication you dig um so yeah so shout out to everybody shout out to all my my great people from all cultures and walks of life you know what I'm saying but uh and wild news. Now I don't know the de- <laughs> we had to switch the gears real quick. And wild news. I don't know the details to the story, right? But allegedly 
Tiffany Haddish and comedian Aries Spears have been alleged to be involved in child pornography. If you don't know who Tiffany Haddish is, she is a actress slash comedian who rose to fame through movies. I fuck, she's been in a bunch of movies. She became very popular. Oh, you just Googled it? I don't know the details to the story. Now, comedian Aries Spears, he's a black comedian. He's been in on the black comedy circuit for a long time. He just popped up in the news recently because he was talking shit about Lizzo. And now karma does not fuck around so now he is alleged evolved in some child pornography cases i don't know the details to this story i've just seen this casually but if any of this is true y'all need to go under the jail this is it's it's again i don't know any details about this i just all i saw was headlines I don't know if there's any credence to any of this. I don't know if any of this is is credible. I don't know what's going on. I just keep seeing this headline. So this is not good. Just from the headline, is that's not even a headline you want. Your name and child pornography are two things you don't want together. I don't care if it's someone made it up. Because the internet will take that headline and fucking run with it. So well, Frankie just sent me a link. Oh, no, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what's going on. But it, it the, just even just from the headline. That I sh- didn't look at it either. I'm I not just, just the first thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that. I, I don't condone any of that. Even if someone, listen, if that's not true, one of them should have been like, yo, this is a fucking lie immediately. Because that's not you don't you don't I should play. have seen a back to back response. Yeah, like video, that's right? not something you just let sit in the headlines. Child pornography? Nah, fam. You don't just let that cook or whatever. Mm. I don't give a fuck what your PR person tells you to mm. I'm right on yeah, I lawyer, didn't do I'll tell your lawyer tell you to shut up. Yeah, your lawyer tell you nah fuck that. I I didn't do any of this. So if this is true or if there's any type of evidence tying into this, yeah, they need to go to jail. Cause that's fucking sick. Hollywood man And this like Yo fam This Hollywood shit Is like Why are all you Motherfuckers Into this weird shit They all fucking weird in Hollywood man Like what the fuck Happens in Hollywood That y'all get famous And all of a sudden You wanna do some Nasty shit with kids well, They got money And nothing to do And they're weird That's They're already sick Yo I, I never wanna be That level of famous bro I'm never I, if well, That's I could, why they don't, They never gonna want you To be as famous as them Fam, I never, they're the weird ones in a special club doing, you know, weird, weird shit. Yeah, weird man. shit. I don't want to. I never ever want to be that level of famous. I never want to move to LA. I don't. I don't even want to visit Hollywood. I don't even want to sell my soul to anybody. No, because they just get into some very weird shit. Like, how do you even be associated with some shit like this? Again, I don't have any details. I. I actively avoided this story but my algorithm kept showing it to me and i'm just like i'm not clicking on this i'm not clicking on this and it kept showing it to me and i was just like fam i keep seeing this headline from different news outlets what the fuck is happening so 
I hope this is not true because that shit is weird and it's disgusting and shit like that you need to be put in front of a firing squad I'm good for who you are so I guess eventually we'll get more details but hmm. yeah Tiffany Haddish Airy Spears if y'all did do any of this fuck you and fuck your ancestors cause that shit is disgusting so um, we gonna end on a bright note before we go to music um, salute to Serena Williams Serena Williams was uh, recently defeated in a U.S. Open match, and apparently she said she's going to retire. Mm. She, but she did say she's um, open to the possibility of playing again. So, like, I'm here to say, Serena Williams, the w- Venus Williams, the Williams sisters was my first introduction into tennis. Cause you got this thick-ass, beautiful black woman kicking everyone's ass in tennis and I've I've never seen someone like that dominate for so long you could say Jordan you could say LeBron you could even say Tiger Woods but like she really broke the mold into putting black people in spaces to where we're usually not are so we're I don't know if I said that right but whatever like in a space where there's usually aren't black people she went into that space and fucking dominated for like 20 plus years and she's an icon she is not even male or female I'm not even going to limit her to gender she in my opinion she's the greatest tennis athlete of all time I'm, you, I don't give a fuck about Andre Agassi or anybody else it's Serena Williams bro I don't give a fuck what you talking about and you know, because she's allegedly retiring, some of the stats. Four-time Olympic gold winner. 23 Grand Slam single titles. 14 Grand Slam double titles with her sister. Mm. The only player to achieve career Grand Slam titles in single and double. Only person to do that. She's the joint longest ranked person at number one mm. so she's been a number one female player for mad long right so like what the fuck are you gonna do man serena williams crit rock at the at wimbledon she threw up her hood at wimbledon you feel like what the fuck are you gonna say to serena williams like she like that her career is something and I'm and I'm very grateful like, I got to witness her career in real time because like you know how older folks be like oh man I remember seeing Bill Russell play or I remember seeing motherfucking Michael Jordan play or some shit now when I get older I could be like man I remember when Serena Williams won her third mm-hmm. Olympic gold medal or some shit mm-hmm. or when her and Venus won their 14th Grand Slam title or some shit like that is I'm, I'm like Serena Williams is black history and I'm very grateful that I got to experience that I'm very grateful for the impact that she has put on the world and just exposing black people to a sport that we weren't that familiar with I'm saying like that impact can never ever be duplicated like she we all we often you know want trailblazers and people in certain 
industries to open the doors for people who look like us and Serena did that like there's more black people into um, tennis now like they were showing they were showing like the crowd while she was playing that shit looked like a cookout <laughs> it was fucking Pusha T was there Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants was there fucking Gladys Knight was there um, just a bunch of black celebrities were just in there chilling watching this woman go dominate. for her, mm-hmm. dominate you know what I'm saying I mean, I, I mean obviously she lost but she don't got nothing else to prove right she done did everything right so that was great it comes to see. every time in the champion's career that the career gotta you know yeah if like it's phys- if it's a physical career we're not gonna do something physically until we're 90 years yeah. old you know it come a time where you know you leave on top like you you, st- you was on top still yeah and I think that's what happened with her like she's still on top even though she lost like no one probably not in my lifetime will ever even come close to duplicating anything mm-hmm. that she's done mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that is yeah I can't even imagine anyone coming close so shout out to Serena Williams you are an icon you are a legend um fuck all the haters like black people love tennis now because of Serena Williams you know what I'm saying how much impact you have to have right to make a whole to culture pay attention to some shit that we never paid attention right. to. Like, motherfuckers are sitting there like, Yo, bro, you about to watch the U.S. Open? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Like, gangbangers and mm-hmm. shit. Like, people who don't... Like, yeah, man, I'm about, we about to go smoke some bud and watch the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open. Because Serena's playing. Mm-hmm. Or because Venus is playing. Mm-hmm. Or, um... What's shorty name? Naomi? I can't remember her last name. But the, 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 young, the, young, the young woman who plays now, like... She just introduced us. Like, bro, I just saw this black dude, I can't remember his name, who's like doing gymnastics now. Mm. I'm invested. I'm like, nigga, I'm about mm. to watch motherfucking gymnastics now. Fuck right. that. So, I'm very grateful for that. And um, again, man, shout out to Serena. Shout out to Venus. Go watch King Richard if you haven't seen the movie, because that's a great movie. But, uh, music. Let's get into music. Um, so, my boo, Ari Lennox, dropped the EP because our album comes out in like a week called Away Message. Mm. You know, I'm going to support anything my, my boo, Ari Lennox, drops. It's five joints. I'm ready for the album, so shout out to her. Um, and uh, Kenny Beats put out a project called Louie. Kenny Beats, he's a very notable hip-hop producer he's produced for all of your favorite hip-hop artists and pop artists like Kenny Beast is he's, he's a fire producer but he's put out this um this this project called Louie with a lot of the rappers he works with regularly and fire fire so shout out to Kenny Beats but um yeah man I think that's it bro I think that's it I think we've covered everything make sure when you see the link to go buy your tickets, go buy your goddamn tickets because we going to be Friday, September 30th. You dig? We outside. But in the meantime, in between time, follow Sean on everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow a celestial goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at so what game CEO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo. On IG at the Dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stress powered 
but stay cozy studios make sure you like rate review subscribe tell a friend and tell a motherfucking friend and um buying tickets for the stress hey get to it tell a friend to tell a friend. tell a friend now is the time more than ever to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend all right buy your goddamn tickets again if you can't come out but you still want to support we're gonna have a donate button listen whatever you got is cool but if you can't show up pull up all right we're gonna have a great fucking time please address frankie correctly because we will not have any altercations during the live show so please approach frankie correctly because he is um not too beat for the bullshit all right some bullshit i'm gonna be for some shit some shit not too but much not though. no bullshit not too much though but y'all be safe um look out for the link for the tickets tell a friend and tell a friend man we love y'all frankie turn this shit off Maybe you need to hit the dojo, get some more practice!